The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, of course, I'm sure a lot of you probably think what matters to me is it's, it's madness. It's March, so obviously we're out of our minds with basketball. And, and I, I will say that uh, the bug has bit me, as you all know, uh, listening to this show over the years. In heart, I am a frustrated basketball player. I should have been. Shout out to my good friend, dear friend, Phil Hubbard, uh, high school basketball uh, teammate of mine, one of my best friends in life, who got a chance to enjoy a, a, a long career uh, in the National Basketball Association, NBA. Um, University of Michigan grad. I'll give that up to him. I didn't say that school up north, but uh, Hub got a chance to you know live out his dream. He's still coaching, as a matter of fact, in the D-League, the L.A., uh, D-League team. I think they need some help from him. Hopefully he can develop some talent to improve that team. But um, So yes, I am a frustrated basketball player and March does make me mad. I'm losing my mind. As many of you are because I'm sure your brackets have been busted. And uh, With the exception of if you had Kentucky throughout, the, but you got to pick the other side. So uh, but I'm, I'm still happy that the Big Ten is doing well. Wisconsin, Michigan State still there. Who knows? It could be like Phil experienced as a freshman in college at the University of Michigan. He played against Indiana in the national championship. And I think the last time that happened was back, I'm going to date myself, 1976, uh, 1977. Maybe I think it was 1970. It might have been March of 1977. I don't know, or 76. But anyway, Indiana and Michigan played for the national championship. And, of course, Indiana won. <laughs> I mean, what you expect from a Buckeye? You know I'd be excited about that. But uh, you know what matters to me? It matters to me that there are people out there very much like myself uh, that have been a part of, um, of a short-term uh, work experience, I like to call it, uh, because for some it doesn't end up into a career. And, and that is uh, the employment opportunities that you have as uh, person who plays in the National Football League, and then you have to go on and you have to do something else. And there's a similar short-term experience out there for people who are uh, who are service members of the United States of America, of our military forces. And just like the athletes, our soldiers have a, it, it's such a difficult time for some dealing with transition. And, there, and, there, and for some reason or another, there are many people out there who don't understand it. It should just be a natural thing. Some people do so well. Well, like everything in life, some people are on one side of the pillow and others are on the other. Of course, that's a shout out to, to my man up there in heaven, um, who, of course, used to do so well on ESPN for us, who's no longer with us, Stuart Scott. 
just took a little line from Stuart there. And it's like the other side of the pillow. Hey, hey, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not. You got to flip it over. And, and, and that's what happens in life. Sometimes people adjust very well and other times people have difficulties. But regardless, they need help. And, and we as, as human beings, especially because of this, because these men and women are our heroes. Why is it that we treat them like they're zeros once they, they finish that short-term experience? We, we can't do that. We, we have to understand that there's sometimes, listen, I don't care how good the lifestyle was for the athlete. I don't care uh, how celebrated you think the military person was. There are things about their life and the adjustments that they have to make that are sometimes in need of assistance. And if these are our heroes, they should never be zeros. We should always be there to support them. There's so much more they can contribute to our lives, just like they did those soldiers particularly that's out there protecting us. We all know, I don't care where you travel. As a matter of fact, I'm going to shout out right now to my wife and daughter and my sister-in-law who are in China right now. You know, uh, our soldiers made things better for us and people in China. And so now my family is there enjoying life. My daughter's studying, my wife's visiting her. But there were some soldiers that made those type of opportunities to go across the waters and enjoy life and people from across that side of water come over here and enjoy life. It's time for us to help our soldiers in the best way we possibly can. The NFL has done some things and trying to do a lot more to help our, our soldiers, I mean to help our athletes. But there's somebody out there who's trying to do something to help the soldiers. And you know what's always good? is sometimes you have to take care of your own. So it's always good a lot of times when former athletes are there to advocate for current athletes and their peers. Well, that's what's happening now. I've got a guest who's going to join me. This guest is a former soldier. As a matter of fact, Chuck West is a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, Chuck is now the director of military operations and staffing for Blue String Pro. And Chuck is on the line with me. Chuck, you there? I am here. Good afternoon, Ray. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, Chuck, you know, it's really been a uh, um, something I've been looking forward to. Uh, I actually had a conversation with my brother, who's a, a former Air Force guy himself. Uh, we were just, um, he sent me a text a couple weeks ago, uh, possibly about a show that uh, that he and some other people had stumbled upon some information that uh, there was going to be some type of show out there uh, having conversations as, as it relates to things of, that we're, we're going to talk about today. And, and, and Chuck, I, I, you know, I'd like for you, it's easy for me to try to put it on my own words, but you obviously have a job. Uh, your job, uh, I'm sure, is one you enjoy uh, every day, get up and going to work. I certainly hope you do. But it has its challenges. And, and part of the reason it has its challenges is because there's some people out there that don't know the entire story. And I think when people understand and they get the full picture of what the problem is, then they might be able to provide or assist in providing the solution. So why don't you start off telling us every day about exactly what it is you do with veterans and, and, and some of the challenges you have or are having in completing your job. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, thank you very much for those kind words you said about uh, our military servicemen and women. Uh, you're 100% correct in that uh, very much like the NFL, and, and how you guys want to form that brotherhood to take care of your own. Um, you have that same type of philosophy within the police departments and fire departments, and even so, uh, more so within our, our military. 
regardless of the branch of service. Um, inside it, we'll give each other a hard time. Uh, on the outside, though, we, we have each other's back. And what I've been uh, grateful enough to, to be able to do, and I, I'm very grateful with the opportunity that KGP Companies and, and Blue Shirt Professional Services has afforded me, is the opportunity to assist uh, our military veterans in, in getting started in a new career. And I think that what a lot of the general civilian population um, is unaware of is the struggles that our military servicemen and women have when it comes time to either uh, you know, completing that short term. Maybe they've served four years. Maybe they've served 10 years. Maybe they've served 25 years. Um, most of them haven't given much thought, Ray, into what they're going to do once they transition out of the military. They're so, they're, their sole focus while they're serving is, is to do their job. And in some cases, as you and I have spoken before, um, if they're on a nine-month or one-year deployment in the Middle East, for instance, every day they're there, they're wondering, is today the day that I'm going to die? Is today the day that um, that bullet finds me? Or is today the day that that bag of garbage on the side of the road is an IED? So their main focus is getting home to their family safe, protecting their fellow soldiers and ensuring that their, their fellow uh, soldiers get home safe, they don't have time to sit there and wonder, what am I going to do beyond that? So suddenly that, that enlistment period ends, or suddenly that retirement is upon them. And now they're like, wait a minute, I haven't given any thought into what I'm going to do past the military. Much like, again, maybe the, the NFL players haven't given much thought of, if their career's cut short, what am I going to do beyond football? So... I am very, uh, very much appreciative of, of what's been afforded to me here with a company that pretty much said, Chuck, we, we want you uh, to set up that military initiative in a way that's going to work. And uh, there's got to be a difference out there that I want people to be aware of. It's one thing to talk about wanting to hire military veterans. It's another thing to go out there and actually do it or to make it easy for them to get started. So, uh, you know, what we want to do particular um, is really help these guys get set on a career path, um, in our case, in the telecommunications industry, which is a, a very growing industry, which is going to require some training. It's going to require some input on our end to help them get started. But moreover, even if it's beyond our company, it's showing them what they need to do uh, to get started in a new career. And I can tell you that there's no greater feeling in the world than to offer a man who is feeling at his lowest point now because he spent so much time protecting his country, protecting his family, providing for his family, and now struggling to be able to go, hey, I've, I've got that leg up. I've got that career opportunity for you. I'd like to talk to you about that. Um, yeah, I know it might sound a little bit corny, but I can assure you that uh, the feeling you get to be able to reach out and help a fellow vet um, it, it just it can't be explained in words. Hey Chuck, yeah. I'm I'm going to interrupt you there, and I'm sorry I'm going to sure. have to do that because uh, there's so many things that you're saying that they they resonate so well with me, and and I think if I say it at the right time, it might add value to this conversation that we're having. And, and first, I just want to go back and talk about that struggle that you talked about. That's that's exactly what happens with with NFL players. And and in the, the short term, well, you know, our careers are on an average about three or four years, and then a guy's got to go out and do something else but you mentioned the term about being so focused i mean that i i tell everybody this that listened to my show before one of the best coaches i've ever had in my life was a man by the name of frank gantz he's up in heaven now he was a former fighter pilot in the military 
and and Frank trained us the very way that you talked about the fact that there there's no the margin for error is zero. You may die one day tomorrow, this morning, the next. You never you never know, and so that's what Frank told us about how he wanted to take us to take football so serious and to be that focused on football that we were that that nothing distracted us and that we only focused on that so like you said we had no time to focus on anything else because as I tell people in preseason games when a person who was trying out for a team who's not a starter misses a pass misses a tackle doesn't get his block throws an interception he makes one mistake he, he gets cut. It, it's over for him. So that's kind of an analogy we're kind of drawing to the level of commitment to your job and focused on your job because you make a mistake. And this is what Frank used to say to us, guys. It's not the same, but I'm going to do the best I can to tell you. In the military, we make a mistake. Fighter pilot, we die. Here, you guys make a mistake. One mistake, your career dies. And so it's, it's, so it, it's, some, it's as close as we could get to trying to understand where he was feeling and, and what it was like to approach the job that you guys did every day. But again, it was just so similar. And then, and then those career paths that you guys now, uh, again, once it's over with, you didn't have the time to really focus on it. But there are some commercials out there that we see on TV sometimes. And, and we say this about Athletic World too. And Chuck, what they do is on TV, they make it sound so good, but it's a little different in reality. Now, those TV commercials you hear all the time where guys were in the military, they were training to do, do this and do that and, and then have a career when they get out. Is that realistic or is that, uh, you know, a little good PR? How, how does that work? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, obviously, they're not going to paint a bad picture uh, or who's going who's to volunteer to enlist. Um, <laughs> you know, the... I think the best advice I could give to a young person who might be thinking about the military is to take a good hard look at what the civilian sector offers and, and tailor your choice in a career in the military to that job. Because there are, when you consider the diversity in the military, uh, a lot of people fail to realize the amount of, of job skill sets that a military vet comes out of. Um, it's beyond that grunt who picks up a rifle or it's beyond that 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 pilot um you know you've got logistics you've got you've got guys who are experienced in the it side um, dealing with million dollar equipment every day but the problem is the training that you get in the military often doesn't translate over to the civilian sector right away because of the different degrees of, of certifications or licensing you have to have a perfect example be a paramedic in the military a combat medic um, this is a guy who can go down range under the cover of fire and and help a, a fallen soldier and be that first responder. And he comes out of the military. He can't jump right into an ambulance. Um, he, he has to go to school and get a civilian license to be a paramedic. Um, so some of the, the training you're going to learn will help get you a start, but oftentimes it doesn't get you all the way. And and another perfect example would be uh, telecommunication side of it. We have commo guys, we have com guys in, in the military, guys who specialize in communications. They still have to come out and get certifications on the civilian side, which is where we help them um, in order to get started on it. So there's some truth to it, and there's some misleading um, side to it, too, because yeah. you're still going to have to come out. And, and that's that's where people get misled into it, um, and, and they have to start overall when they come out. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to talk a little bit more about that because not only that, you talked about the certification and the training. There's a cost to the certification and training, and a lot of times that's what guys struggle with as well. So you, I want you, everybody stay there. Don't touch that dial. Don't push any buttons. We're going to come back. You're listening to Railer Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chuck West, U.S. Army veteran and director of military and operations and staffing for Blue Stream Pro is with me, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is you've got people out here in our society. They were one day heroes, and now sometimes they're looked upon as zeros. And that is the career of a National Football League player, NBA player, Major League Baseball player, hockey player, and the soldiers of our United States military. How you can go from a career or short-term experience and being as high as you can get the most revered people that we've ever met in our life, we worship them. And then all of a sudden, whew, the rug is pulled right from up under. And that's called a career transition. It's very hard for a lot of people to do, and we need a lot of help. So I'm trying to help my fellow athletes, and I've got a good friend now, Chuck West, who is a U.S. Army veteran and also the director of military operations and staffing for Blue Stream Pro. He's trying to help his fellow soldiers and we're going to talk to you because a lot of times when people need help, people don't know that people need help. Uh, you know, I'm going to share this real quick story. I'm mad. There's two people up in heaven right now. Most of the time you shouldn't be mad at people in heaven. I'm mad at Andre Waters. I'm mad at Dave Dorson. 
because they took their lives. They were two of Andre, one of my best friends in life. Dave, one of my good fraternity brothers. We were just starting to get to know each other as, as, as well as we should have known each other over the years. We were catching up. But I'm mad because they didn't say they needed help. They didn't tell me. They didn't tell anybody. But the pressure of life became too much for them to handle. So I'm mad because I didn't get a chance to help. And sometimes many things kick in that we really don't know what happens. But I know the person on the other side of this phone probably has a story very similar to mine of a couple of friends of his that may have taken their life because of the struggle, the transition, and just life. And so we want to try to eliminate all that, do the best we can to help these men and women in transition because they need help. And the fact of the matter is sometimes people need help and won't tell you they need help. But sometimes there are signs of help. Sometimes you know what help looks like. Sometimes you know what help sounds like. Looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quack like a duck, might be a duck. So do what you can do to help them. So what we're, what we're going to do now, we talked a little earlier uh, before that break about, of course, some things that, um, that soldiers and, and athletes are dealing with in, in terms of how their work translates into uh, c the civilian work and, and, and how um, perhaps maybe it's not adequate enough and they have to go to school and, and get some more training. And so what I want to do now is I, I want to I talk, I have Chuck talk to you, if, we, if he will, uh, about the struggles of the corporations who perhaps maybe maybe want to hire some veterans today. And, and again, you know, politics is involved in everything, every walk of life. But what we want the politicians and everybody to understand that these are the men and women who are protecting our lives. And these are the men on these fields and these courts that are providing you the entertainment you'll never forget for the rest of your life. They inspire you to do things greater than you ever thought you could ever do. And so, Chuck, if you will, I understand that there are some struggles with corporations out there. I, I used to be a part of workforce development. Shout out to People for People, Inc., 501c3 job training program in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The great Reverend Dr. Herb Luss, former running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. The first, Tim Tebow. Uh, I was his director of operations and ran that program under uh, the President Bush administration for eight executive. Well, I, I ran that program for years and then moved out here to Phoenix Series Long. So I'm familiar with some of this stuff in the workforce development uh, but at the same time, let's talk about the struggles that corporations are having. Now, I'm going to shout out to some of those corporations and say, I don't care if you get the funding or not, do it yourselves because it's the right thing to do. But I know you need some assistance every now. Chuck, talk about that a little bit. What are the struggles those corporations are having? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for the last four years, uh, the government stepped up to the plate in, in some regard, Ray, and, and uh, politicians don't do that often enough. Uh, but they were offering corporations who wanted to hire veterans tax credit. Uh, so work opportunity tax credit, hiring our heroes tax credits. Um, this was an incentive for corporate America to reach out to the, the military vets to say, hey, hire a veteran. You can claim him for a tax credit, which is going to offset the cost of that training. And that was a, a wonderful thing. Uh, once you get into corporate America yourself and you realize the cost that's incurred, uh, that you incur as a, a corporate entity, in training somebody, um, you're, you're not talking a couple of hundred bucks. You're talking in the thousands and thousands of dollars to train somebody. And those tax credits were a very big relief to uh, corporations who, in our case, for instance, are a private company, not a corporate or publicly traded 
corporation. So we don't have the shareholders out there that are, are trying to, um, to to help out. So those tax credits were a big thing. Well, unfortunately, President Obama, uh, December 15th, signed a relief. Uh, it's called the Expire Act, which allowed us to claim the tax credits for 2014. But being the politicians that they are, that same act expired two weeks later on December 31st. So uh, you sign in uh, into an act, and then two weeks later it expires, and you're right back where you were. So now you have a, a decision to make in corporate America. Is how do you justify the cost in training people um, to come on board? And, and that's where we struggle now. Where The last two years where we've been able to bring on hundreds and hundreds of veterans and train them, and get them started on a new career. Now you're moving into 2015 with no help from the government, and you're going, how are we going to be able to afford to do this? And uh, where we could still incur some of the costs, unfortunately, we now have to pass some of that cost on to, to the veterans themselves. And we're talking about guys who, you don't join the military to get rich. Uh, so many of my fellow veterans spend holidays going to food banks to pick up uh, a turkey for Thanksgiving, or we would have them over at our house. To, to celebrate the holidays just so that they can have a decent meal for their families. And uh, it, I think it's a sad state of affairs when anybody in this country has to suffer through that or, or suffer being homeless. Uh, but, again, my heart goes out to these veterans who, who spent a certain part of their life defending the very freedoms that we enjoy and suddenly come home and, and they don't have a job or they're homeless, which is going to lead them down a path to something different. So corporate America has to figure out some way to step up to the plate and do that. Um, how are we going to offer up that training that isn't covered by their VA benefits uh, that some of them will get for going to college? There's just some technical training that's just not covered under that. So that's the struggle we get. And part of that might fall to the fact that only 20% of people in Congress have ever served in the military. So when you're dealing with 1% of the population and only being represented at uh, represented in Congress by only 20%, we don't have that much of a voice uh, to be heard. So uh, it makes it all that more appreciative, Ray, of the fact that you're allowing me the time on your radio show to reach out to them and, and share the struggles with with the individuals out there that may not understand why is that veteran standing underneath the bridge with a sign going, I'll work for food. Why can't he just go get a job? I wish it were that easy. Uh, I really do, and we want to try and, and help make it easier. Uh, but we definitely need some help with that. We, we don't want to have to pass all this uh, cost onto a veteran just to get started in a career. And I, and I agree with that, Chuck. There's no doubt about it in my mind. That's why I said sometimes sometimes you just got to do it because it's the right thing. Just do the right thing. I, you know, I know that uh, there are two movies uh, that I watched over the years uh, that have become like a mainstay in my mind. Every now and then something pops up and I go directly to those movies. And it just makes me realize that I think society sometimes it doesn't really take the time out to think about let's just do it because it's the right thing to do. And those one of those movies is the first one I'm going to talk about is Karate Kid. And Karate Kid basically is a movie where this young man who is frustrated because he wanted to be trained and, and taught how to learn karate. And, and obviously the instructor, Mr. Miyagi, uh, had volunteered to do that, but he had the kids spend hours washing cars and waxing cars. 
And the kid was just so confused and so frustrated and kind of lashed out at Mr. Miyagi, for those who've never seen the movie before, and, and said, you know, I, I'm tired. All, you know, I, I asked you to do this, and all I wanted to do was learn karate, and you've got me doing nothing but washing car and waxing car. Well, Mr. Miyagi just showed him how creative he was in teaching him to wash the car and wax the car by simply asking him to demonstrate the moves of which he used to wash the car when he would punch him or attempt to punch him one time and then again the next time he would do the same thing. And, and, and he realized that the whole time that he spent washing the car and wax the car, those are basic fundamentals of the strokes necessary used to, you know, to defend yourself or to, to learn karate. And, and, I, and I say that because sometimes in life, you know, we go out and, and, and we're doing some things and we have some talents that we're being trained and, and we never know that we're being trained to do something in life that, that could really contribute, you know, to somebody else's well-being, uh, but it could be a job for you. And, and, I, and I say that because, again, here's somebody who is saving a life in the military, a medic. My brother happened to do that same thing. And you're going to tell him, well, when he comes out in life, uh, you know, really, you got to go back and get a little bit more educa education. Now, you're saving lives, you know, right there in, in, in the heat of battle. Uh, but when they come out, uh, they've got to go get some more training. Well, you know, you got the basic fundamentals right there. Put those basic fundamentals to, to use. I mean, can't you learn on the job? Can't you hire them at an entry-level position? So that's all. I'm just trying to compare that. You know, hey, this person that you, you talked about, a medic who's saving lives in a war, either you're, you're, you're probably a cut or maybe you got shot, you're bleeding, you got a wound, something, you know, you're, you're doing something to save that person's life. But yet still, that's not enough skill set. And then you're going to go to college and you're going to take some courses like basket weaving that, that <laughs> contribute to this degree that really has nothing to do with, with the job. And so a lot of times I think, hold on, the guy learned the basic fundamentals. You can put him to work. So I think they need to... Some of that education stuff, I, I know how it works. I've been there myself. I understand that. The other is trading places. You know, let some of these people, you know, be like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Let them trade places. You, you said, I think 20% of Congress never have only been in the military. Let them trade places and see how important it is now to get some benefits that they don't get, that they don't approve of these soldiers who need these benefits. Let them walk in those shoes. Just like in the movie, when Eddie and Dan exchanged positions, life was different. Dan looked at life a little different, and Eddie looked at life a little different, too. Eddie was in the big office and made some good decisions, and, and Dan was out on the streets, and he had to do whatever he had to do to survive. But these soldiers provided that they get the same opportunities that some of those people in those nice offices out, down there in Washington, D.C. have uh, I think some things might change. Maybe if they had a son or a daughter who was in the military, uh, you know, they might look at it a little bit different. But we've got to do anything and everything that we possibly can, Chuck, to, to get them to understand that uh, what's happening right now is not politics. These are lives of people who have made this country the best country in the world. And I think we've got to do some things in order to change that. So, um, if you will, let's talk about some of the stuff that you guys are doing with those soldiers that are coming into your organization to be trained. Is there a specific skill set that they come in with uh, or do they not come in with a specific skill set? They just come in and start from scratch uh, to do some things in the world of telecommunications, I believe, that you guys have been focusing on. 
Well, again, I think it's it's a combination of, of both. Um, there are specific skill sets in the military that can translate over into telecommunications on the civilian side. Uh, guys who ran fiber optics or, or cabling in the military can easily come out and do that um, in the civilian side so long as they go get the certifications. And, again, that's what it boils down to, uh, making sure that they understand how we do it uh, now that we're over here on the civilian side. And, and it will be a little bit different than what they did in the military. So we have to go out of our way to uh, really make an effort, as you say, to help them. And on our end, and I will say this, I want to give a shout-out to them. Um, you know, it helps when you work around fellow vets, and, and I'm fortunate that in this organization and in my office, uh, you know, our VP of wireless operations, Rick Wilson, is a retired Marine. And I'll give him a hard time because he's a Marine and I'm Army. Um, like you being a Cowboy a fan, right. I give you a hard time. We won't talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. You Eagle fans, you know. Sorry, one day you'll grow up to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where it helps when you've got fellow vets that you're working around because you've got that, um, that same spirit of wanting to help. So when we put this Tower Academy together, it was really designed to give them everything they need, whether it be uh, whether they want to come work for Blue Stream Professional Services at the end of the day or whether they want to go work somewhere else, this Tower Academy is designed to take a guy who has zero experience, whose uh, only qualifications are going to be you can't be afraid of heights because these guys are going to climb anywhere from 300 to 1,000 feet. You, you've got to have a clean background, and you've got to be able to pass a drug screen, which all of our military guys can do. And you've got to have the, the desire to learn which that makes it uh, one of the top things that, that people want to hire veterans for are the fact that they are trainable, that they're dedicated, they're motivated. Um, they don't look at their watch and go, geez, it's the time to go home yet. So this Tower Academy is, it was put together, uh, the Blue Stream Tower Academy, with that thought in mind. What can we do to, to give them everything they're going to need? Um, not just a certificate of completion, but actual certification. To, to go out and, and get that job done and, and do it in the way that maybe we learned in the military, the same type of, of military training. Uh, so that's what we've done. But again, it comes back to the struggle of how do you pay for it? Um, unfortunately, on the civilian side, and, and I'm sure you dealt with it in the NFL, Ray, it's, the, the NFL is a business. And uh, you've, got, you've got individuals like uh, Jerry Jones, for instance, who's very good at running that business, and it's all about ROI. Where's my return on investment? If they draft a player, what are we going to get in return for that millions of dollars we're going to pay this guy? And in the corporate world, it's the same thing. Unfortunately, you've got to look at that ROI. If we invest in this person, what are we going to get back? And it's very easy to forget that you're dealing with people. Um, and we, we want to bring the humanity back to it a little bit and understand that in all honesty, we're all just one step away from that gentleman we pass on the street that's homeless. You know, you lose your job, how are you going to pay for your house? How are you going to put food on the table? So we, we've got to do what we can to, to, to help these people get through. Um, Chuck, you, but, hit, you, you hit on a nerve right there, and I want to jump in right now because we're going to take a break after I finish with this. But you hit on a, oh, something that's just dear to my heart. Because I, I, oh, I lived in the city of Philadelphia for so many years, and there was a, a, a very bad problem with homelessness there. And, and I remember walking down the street, because I'm sorry, but in the Midwest, particularly in Columbus, where I went to school in Canton, Ohio, where I lived, born and raised up until 18, I didn't really see that. But when I went to 
Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 1981, I, I really experienced it on a daily basis. And something just hit me. And, and something just resonated. I, ne- I never will forget. I, I remember to this day. I used to always look at those people, of course, whenever I could help them out, help them out, not every time, but many of the times. And I would say, you know, the difference between that person and me is a break. A good break for him or her and a bad break for me. And, and, and man, I never forget that. And then I, I want to fast forward to you talk about Jerry Jones in corporate America. See, I, again, it, being an athlete, then you have to kind of look at it from another perspective. And I'm going to talk about it on the NC2A level. Right now, March Madness is a billion-dollar business this month. Not the entire season, this month. A billion dollars are going to generate. And it's like, okay, well, you know, what's the return on the investment? These, these kids get a, a scholarship, you know, they get a chance to get an education, you know, and, and, and perhaps maybe with that they can go to work for some of these corporations uh, that you're working for. Uh, but still, maybe they need some additional help. And like you said, when you guys go to, uh, when you're in the military, when you get out, you got your GI Bill, you got some other things. But it's time for the package to be enhanced and improved. It shouldn't be the same it was years ago. It needs to be better. And when you look at it, on what's the return on investment? It's like, you know, I had a conversation with an executive from Ohio State, and they asked me about paying dues. I said, hell, I paid my dues. And I'm saying to you on the air and everybody out there listening, if there's a soldier that spent one day in the military, they paid their dues for the rest of their life. I don't care. I just think it should be lifetime support when it comes to medical, it comes to job training, whatever. Pick it up. We should pick that up because all you got to do is go to spend one day on, on the battlefield or, or one day trying to prepare for a military like these people do. And you will change your mind. I've seen my brother come back a different person than he was when he left. I still love my brother to this day, but there were some challenges. So I'm just asking those out there. Listen, you know, you don't want to walk in those shoes. You, you want to be a proud soldier, but there's some things that soldiers go through that you really don't want to experience that. So let's just step up where we can, when we can. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take this break. We're going to come back. Of course, Chuck West is with us, U.S. Army veteran, director of military and operations and staffing for Blue Stream Pro. So we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, March Madness. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not March Madness, but the madness of athletes and soldiers going from heroes to zeros. I'm mad about that, and the rest of this United States of America should be mad about that. And we should do something to help. And so today I've got on with me Army veteran, Chuck West, and Chuck is now the Director of Military and Operations of Staffing at Blue Stream Pro, and um, those guys have done some things to make a difference. They, they want to continue to do some things to make, to make a difference. Uh, also working with them uh, is, is KGP, and, and Chuck, why don't you explain to the folks out there that, that relationship between uh, Blue Stream Pro and, and, and uh, KGP, why don't you explain that relationship and how that works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, KGP Companies is a larger umbrella, family-owned uh, business out of Minnesota. And um, underneath the KGP, you have KGP Logistics, which is the OEM warehousing portion of our telecommunications industry. And then you have Blue Stream Professional Services, which deals with the actual physical um, upgrades and um, installs on cell towers, central office, um, and that sort of thing. So, uh KGP companies is put together and built on, on around a couple of different entities within the company. So oftentimes if people will go to a website, um, Blue Stream Pro, or if they go to KGP companies, they'll see that we're all one tight-knit family uh, owned and operated by uh, one family up out of uh, Minnesota, Fairbolt, Minnesota. Okay. Well, uh, you, you mentioned a couple times about these cell towers. I know during the Super Bowl, when the Super Bowl was here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, this past uh, Super Bowl, uh, there was a tremendous demand uh, for, you know, mobile devices and, and connectivity. Uh, and, and they even had to bring in, I believe, or, or construct some, some towers. Um, do those type of things happen on a regular basis? The demand for these towers, which would, would create a demand for employment opportunities. Is that something that's happening around the country and the world? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the more people that utilize a tower, um, the more that you need. And that experience that you felt in the stadium, um, that's a requirement that, that we bring in guys who specialize in, in dealing with, with DAS, distributed antenna systems. So if anybody's been at a sporting event, NFL football game, um, Probably not so much at Philadelphia Eagles because your fans up there don't have enough cell phones, right? <laughs> but I know down in Dallas uh, at AT&T Stadium, you know, you get 100,000 people trying to send a text all at once. They might have some bars on their phone, but they can't, they can't get out. Um, there, there are systems put within that stadium themselves to help boost that signal to allow so many people to be able to utilize that tower. So those are the things that people don't realize behind. You just know if you lose signal, you're really, really mad. Uh, our job is to ensure people don't lose that signal. And, you know, we do work with, with corporations out there, such as, as AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile, and, and hopefully be able to work with them and, and being able to put our guys to work to help do their upgrades. Now, and and, that, and that's, a, that's a big thing because... Um 
from from what I my research has shown, uh, the amount of mobile devices and the activity on mobile devices, uh, particularly uh, video activity, uh, you know, people are doing everything that you can think of. Uh, now, uh, I think the uh, the mobile screen has become the first screen and the television screen is a second screen and of course there's a third screen. I do this myself. I will watch a basketball or football game. I've got my tablet in my hand. I'm watching TV. I've got my phone and I got three. So I guess everybody's kind of, you know, ADT, ADD nowadays. I mean, that's not a joke. I mean, that's, that's you can't attention. You get, you're not focused on one thing. You've got to do multiple things at one time and so you've got to have this connectivity that you guys are providing so is this happening in cities across the country because i'm trying to see in terms of the employment opportunities is it just one area where the demand is going to be hot or is it going to be across the country where these opportunities for employment for soldiers and, and athletes that's what we're advocating for today are these activities going to be a, a demand in all cities or just parts of the country where you guys are doing this no, it is across the country. Um, it, you know as well as I do the amount of people that are on the go anymore. And uh, to date ourselves, right, we remember a time when before cell phones when you used to have to look for a pay phone uh, to make a phone call. That's right. Nowadays, my nine-year-old grandson carries around a cell phone. Yes. Um, so it, nobody wants to sit still long enough to do anything. Everybody's on the go. So it's not just the use of your phone for phone calls anymore. It's texting. It's data streaming. It's, as you say, watching TV. I can do just as much on my phone as I can on my computer. So, you know, we're, we're teaching these guys how to work in an industry that it's not only growing, um, but it's, it's expanding um, throughout not just the country, but throughout the world. And, again, if we, can just, if we can just reach out to the hearts of some of these corporate entities that are a little bit bigger than us, um, you know, such as the AT&T and Verizon and Sprint, say, hey, why don't you help us help them? You know, if, if they've got a strong military initiative, and I know they do, uh, help us train these guys so we can put them to work. Well, you um, know, you just hit on something there, Chuck, because as, as I said earlier in the show, you know, I'm on this side advocating for players in transition. And the thing about it is you, you mentioned earlier about, I think your guys, I think you said you used the word trained. And, uh, of course, we go to training camp. But I, I remember years ago, somebody was trying to explain my background. And they, of course, mentioned a few great coaches that I uh, was an understudy of uh, starting off. From, I'm going to go to high school, John Bryweiser, who from Canton McKinley High School right there, our high school stadium is, well, let's say the Pro Football Hall of Fame is on our campus because that stadium is where we play all of our games at, and the school's right there on the hill. And I went on to play for Woody Hayes. And when I was there at Ohio State playing for Woody Hayes, uh, Pete Carroll came along later. He was my secondary coach. Then after that, uh, Nick Saban was my uh, secondary coach. Then I went on. I was drafted by uh, uh, Dick Vermeil. And, and then, of course, I ended up in Cleveland uh, under the tutelage of Marty Schuttenheimer. And the man made the statement that one thing we know for sure is, is Ray is coachable because <laughs> you can't play for uh, those guys who are completely out of their minds when it comes to their sports. They're mad. They don't need, they, they, madness is all over their lives when it comes to the sport. Uh, they're consumed with it. Uh, but, but, the, but the military, you guys have been trained and, and, and you look at that and, and you got to think that we make good employees. These people from AT&T, from Verizon, these other companies, yeah. And that's what we do as the advocates. We're getting guys prepared for transition. And we're, we're thinking about the best 
careers to transition into because they're not going to be short-term experience. These could be done for 20, 30 years of your life to provide for your families. So I think we ought to get together like we're doing on this show. And um, I mean, after all, one of the greatest experiences I ever experienced in my life is to be on the football field and those Jets come in and go over top of that stadium and they just add an element to the, it, it, the game experience that it's not the same when the military is not there. When those planes don't fall or fly over the stadium, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same game. But there's something, you know, when those jets come in, it's on. Game is on. So you guys add so much to us and to our experience that we've got to find a way to jointly, we, we've got to find a way to advocate for each other. And you're right. We're, we're doing it. We're looking to enhance career opportunities for our players. And you guys are doing it. And, and I'm going to do the best I can to try to help you. And I think you do the best to try to help me. And I think together uh, we'll be able to help each other. But uh, let's just speaking about that and helping each other. Uh, so what's the direction you think that um, yourself there and, and KGP will take uh, moving forward? Uh, because I know no longer is, is there an opportunity for this. Um, you know, you guys absorb those calls. Uh, but but there's some other things that you guys are considering, or are there some other things you guys are going to do going forward. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've worked with the VA for those that we hire uh, that will allow them to go through an OJT program with us. Um, if they come aboard with us, that will allow them to, to utilize their Chapter 33 benefits or GI Bill to help offset the costs of that's occurred with with training. But that's only if they get hired on by us. Um, other companies don't have that. They don't. Probably not a stretch to say that they don't know it's available. Uh, I think what KGP and in particular Blue Stream Professional Services um, and our new COO Matt Glass and, and with Rick Wilson want to do is to really expand on on what we're doing to reach out to entities to help with that the cost that, that's associated with running something like the the Tower Academy. Uh, maybe it's reaching out to a technical school and going, hey, you want to you want to partner with us and help put this in your curriculum, or maybe it's reaching out to a corporate entity and say, hey, sponsor some veterans. And when they graduate, hire them. Um, you know, I had somebody once that got into a, a little debate with me. It's like, what do you think? Military people are just special? Without sounding arrogant, I had to answer, yeah, they are. <laughs> because you're talking about people who, for a little, little bit of money, very, very little bit of money, made the voluntary commitment to say, today I'm willing to die for you to yes. protect you. They yes. don't know you. But yes. every day they wake up and say, I'm, I'm willing to take that. Yes. I'm willing to give that ultimate sacrifice. So my question to corporate America is, why the heck wouldn't you want to hire them? Why wouldn't you want that person on your staff? Right. That's, that's what Woody used to tell us, uh, you know, pay it forward. You can't, you can't pay it back. What that person did for you, what that veteran did for you, you can't pay them back. But you could, you could certainly pay it forward. And, and I think that is one of the most asinine statements I've ever heard anybody give me as an illustration of some asinine person out there who doesn't understand. And, and I tried to say it a little earlier in my example, what I was trying to say that executive at Ohio State, I've paid enough dues for the rest of my life. I put my life on the line out there on that football field for you guys. Nah, don't ask me about paying dues and, and what you think we deserve. And it, it, it's, it's not the same, but it's a little similar. How do you ask a military person, are you crazy? Of course they deserve Okay, we, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my mind here. I'm, it's March Madness. I'm losing my mind. But I, I just, again, I'm, 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 I'm as passionate about helping you as I possibly can be. 
And and again, it's one of those things. Spike Lee had a movie back in the day. It wasn't about the military, but the title of it was Do the Right Thing. Let's just do the right thing, people. Sometimes we just need to do it because it's the right thing to do. And don't worry about it. You know, it's 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 just as simple as that. If somebody put there, it's, it's like they, they they're taking. A bullet for you or a chance of taking a bullet for you so that life would be better for you and you can't pay it forward to make life better for them. And after all, you know, I'm just going to say this. um, Hell, I can't afford it, but I've got a daughter at Pepperdine right now. Now, we're not asking for a Pepperdine education right now in terms of covering that cost, but we're asking for something. And it's, it's not a small chunk of change, but it's something that somebody at this time in their life, they need help with it. So let's, 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 let's just help them with it. Let's find a way. Let's be creative. That's one thing this, company is, that this country is. We're very innovative. We can come up with solutions when we need to, particularly when we find ourselves in a bind. Let's do it for somebody else. So, Chuck, I got about three minutes, and, uh, and then at the end, I'm going to uh, probably say something that you don't want to hear, but I'm going to spell out E-A-G-L-E-S. But anyway, why don't you, <laughs> well, if there's anything, any way anybody could get a hold of you, any way anybody could, uh, could uh, if they want to make a contribution, if they want to find out more about the program, what you guys got going on there at uh, Blue Stream Pro and KGP, just please let them know how they can contact you or, or a website or whatever you want to, uh, however you want to close it out. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about the opportunities we have here or what they can do to help, they can go to bluestreampro.com, take a look at our website. They can always send me an email directly at cwest at bluestreampro.com. be more than happy to reply. Um, and, and again, Ray, I can't thank you enough for, for contributing an entire hour of your program to me. I know the NFL and the military have been great partners in the past. I can't think of a better uh, sports venue than the NFL and their support of our military uh, and everybody in uniform. Uh, I don't think the NFL players know it enough how appreciative we are um, when an NFL player takes the time to shake the hand of a, a man or a woman in uniform or to say thank you. Or when that national anthem is being played and you see a tear rolling down the eye of a, a big 300-pound, five guy, um, it means a lot to us. So, again, I, I can't thank you enough for the, the time that you've given me on your radio show. I greatly appreciate that. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us, Chuck. And I, and I want you to know uh, that tear is a demonstration of emotion that is truly felt by just about every player on that field. It's one of those things where, again, I talked to you about the Jets and once those Jets fly over uh, those stadiums and, and once we see uh, uh, your fellow soldiers uh, march out onto that field holding those flags and uh, the national anthem is played, I, I can't think of any other um, song, if you will, that's, that's ever played that consistently draws emotion like our National Anthem does. And it's, and it's one of those things where as you don't, you don't even prepare for it. You don't even, it's, it's not like I know it's going to be played every time I stepped out on that field. But it just does something that just it just stirs up an emotion in you, and and you don't know what it is. I don't know what the emotion is, but it's is it because I'm excited? I'm playing a football game. Is it excited because there's uh, hundreds of thousands of people in the stands? I know I'm excited because I saw a man and a woman stand out there holding the flag, and they made it possible for me to be able to play here on this football field without worrying about anything happening to me, that our borders are safe, that we can sleep at night, and that we live in the greatest country in the world. And I say thank you for that, Chuck. 
And I wish you the best. And thank you so much for calling in. You guys, hey, you got to come back next week. It'll be the same show, same time. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.